The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson with you here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in and sticking with us all through the week. It's Friday, and a lot of the things to preview tonight. We've got the, a big showdown in Boise, Game 2 in this Mountain West battle for the best uh, of the Mountain West. See who's going to be on top and who's going to be outside looking in. Um, uh, it, uh, we'll, we'll break that down. What could be different tonight from what we saw on Wednesday night? Utah Jazz with a battle in the, in the uh, for supremacy in the West. Uh, though they are on top right now, they want to hold on to that position. Game two in their series against the Clippers. And the last night of the regular season in boys basketball, it was the last game of the regular season for girls basketball last night with a region championship on the line. And it's on the line again tonight for the boys as well. So a lot of different things to get through here on the Full Court Press. As always, we love your participation as well, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. Uh, send us a text or send us a message through the K- uh, 106.9 The Fan mobile app, and uh, we'll we'll let you chime in that way. And uh, also part of the thing, we didn't get a chance to do our pick six yesterday, so we'll do that today. And, Ajay, I got confirmation your, your pick six gift is on its way uh, from a week ago or so. So I'll, I'll, but it's still going to be a bit. So I got to go find a different one for uh, last week. But uh, hold on, like, well, I, how, what the fetch did you order me? Like, how do you? Because you told me it was on its way a week ago, and now you're telling me it's officially on its way today. So and it's still a week out. Oh my gosh! What did you get me? It's on a slow boat from China. No, sh- <laughs> no kidding! <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know if I should be scared or grateful at this point. I'm kind of worried. <laughs> You'll be happy since, you know, um, just with your lifelong fandom, it will go along with uh, Oh, man. I like, the, I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. Hey, did I uh, – did you win or I win this past week? I don't even remember. Um, I won this, uh, this past week. Five to one, just for those keeping track, keeping score. Well, nobody was keeping score. I just asked a simple question. That's what the score was. So wait, I still owe you one, and I gave you more details. So no way. <laughs> uh, so wait, I still owe you from this past week, then, don't I? You owe me for this week. I owe you for last week. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're, okay. we're a little off here. Well, no, you're way off. I'm just barely, you know, you, like the iron rod is right there. And I'm right there with it. You are like way off. You're in that the iron rod. Yeah, you're like way off in the Boy. building where you're making fun of people. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, uh, big game tonight, Eric. Uh, massive game. You know, I, I was I was seeing some of your updates on the net rankings and such, and and people asking you, uh, is this a must win tonight? And I loved your answer. I was wondering if you could uh, tell our listeners how you responded to it. Uh, yeah, let me let me pull it up here. You're like, wait, wait, what? Uh, what happened? What did I do? 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, no. It, it, so, it, well, there. You know. Yeah. Where there's. Uh, they they dropped out of bracketology. Um, they're the one of the last four teams or the first four teams out now. Where before they were the automatic qualifier, and everybody's like, "Yeah, the Aggies are in. Aggies are in." Now they've lost. Now they're out. Um, and so uh, going into night to tonight's game. Uh, had saw some people saying, "Is this a must-win?" And then I said, "Yeah, this is as much of a must-win game as you can get for USU. If they don't, they'll have to run the table in Las Vegas." And then in parentheses, I said, "Not that they've ever done that before. Dot dot dot. Once or twice. So yes, they've done it before. They've proven they can do it. But Ajay, you you don't want to just leave it up to that. You want to remove any doubt uh, and do everything you can to be a sure thing. Now, granted, nothing is." Sure, until you win the conference tournament, uh, that is the only sure thing. But winning in Boise tonight improves the resume and uh, puts the Aggies back in the in in the uh, most recognizable conversations about whether they should be in or not. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if you lose tonight, you got to do it all in Vegas, and even if you win tonight. You probably still have to do some work in Vegas too. Um, it's uh, it you know it's it, it's interesting just how much pressure you can put on yourself even when you are a very quality basketball team. Just and and I think Coach Smith said it a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. Uh, just and, and maybe Eric, maybe you could pull this answer up from Craig. I don't know, if, and I'm calling on the spot here, but it was a question about the uh, just the tournament bubble and being on the bubble and handling that uh you know just trying to set yourself up for the ncaa tournament and he just kind of almost matter of factly said look we've been on the bubble every time i've been through this like as a head coach here at utah state we've been living on the bubble and so uh this is nothing new for him he knows how to do this the problem is is who's willing to step up like last year we had Sam Merrill, right? The year before we had Sam Merrill and Diogo Brito as well. Um, but this year we just we got to find someone who's willing to, to step up and make the play, and they're going to need that guy tonight. Yeah, amen to that. Um, now, he did have a, a, a comment about uh, makeup games and playing for the NCAA bracket or NCAA birth. Yeah, is that the yeah you're that's it, to? yeah. All right, so let's yep. see, this is what Coach Smith had to say about that. Uh, and trying to get his team in a position to uh, to be there and be in the consideration. So the first the first question with the rescheduling, uh, I know there's talk about it right now within the league office. Um, we don't know anything in terms of um, concrete, like you know, are we going to be able to reschedule Fresno? Are we going to be able to schedule reschedule um, Wyoming? Obviously, the league built in those ten days or whatever it might be for that ability to do that I think you know and so hopefully we can um, but we don't know any specifics with that I think we'll know a lot more um, next I think we'll know a lot more next week but again you know was it yesterday I don't even remember but I know obviously Nevada and Colorado State are not playing you know are not to look ahead but our last series is against Nevada so like what you know, there's just so many things that are unknown. You can, I've really chosen, and I try to do this anyway in my life. I'm not going to waste time thinking about things that I have no control over, right? Because you just end up, what do you end up doing? You waste a lot of time. And we got enough to worry about with our team, 
Um, with our with the circumstances that we've had here in the last three weeks, I got enough things to worry about. So I just choose to lock into what I can try to somewhat control or influence, and that's help our team be the best that we can be. Um, because we and then and then getting nightmares of watching Boise State play. So like I got enough things to worry about. And then with the NCAA tournament, I've always taken the motto like, you know, if you're good enough, you'll get in. If you're not good enough, you're not going to get in. And that's just how it is. Like you can't sit there and I'm not, we're our team and I'm not going to, myself as a coach, I'm not going to try harder uh, because we're, we've lived on the bubble for three straight years. We've literally been on the bubble for three straight years. So what am I going to do? Like, I, I like to think that we're going to try it as hard as we can every game out. No matter who we're playing, let's be where our feet are at and be the best that we can be tonight. Let's be the best that we can be today in practice. Let's be the best that we can be tomorrow against Boise. And if we're good enough, then we're good enough. And if we're not, then we're not. And you can't control what VCU is doing or whatever other teams are out there. I literally have no control over that. So I don't waste any time looking at how did this team do tonight? How did that? It doesn't change how I approach the day. Let's be the best that we can be today. If we're good enough to make the NCAA tournament, we're good enough. If we're not, we're not. And But I know we have a golden opportunity in front of us, and Boise State's got a golden opportunity in front of us. But anytime we can play a game, it's truly a golden opportunity to put your best foot forward. That's great from Coach Smith. Uh, really, it's it's been his mantra all along, just looking at what's in front of him right now and just trying to control your next opponent. It's something he preaches with his team. You look for the next best action, and it's no different for how he approaches game to game and day to day handling his program. Um, it, it can't try to talk too much, uh, look too far ahead, or, or talk beyond things that you don't have control over. That's uh, definitely been his mantra and something that served him well. Yeah, let me ask you, do you think he really believes that, that if you're not good enough, you won't get into the tournament? Because here's the thing, if they lose to San Diego State last year in the championship game, they're probably the number one seed in the NIT, which means they wouldn't have made the NCAA tournament. Do you think he would have been okay with that? Do you think he would have said, yeah, we weren't good enough to make the tournament? No, I think you're always disappointed if you feel like you uh, had a shot to be there and you didn't go. Yeah, but I mean, he's, I mean, would he have been, I mean, would he have believed what he said that, hey, you know what? Uh, if you're good enough to go to the tournament, you're going to go. If you're not good enough, you're not going to go. But for a team like that last year, that, that Sam Merrill led team, if they would have lost to San Diego State and, and had the record they have with the resume that they played, which was really good and not made the NCAA tournament, do you think he would have just, do you think he would have agreed with his own statement that they weren't good enough to go to the NCAA tournament? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think part of him would say that he would agree because the, the, the facts are that they're not going to the NCAA tournament, so the facts are as they are. Uh, they didn't yeah. get an invitation, so they're not, ergo, they are not good enough. But he probably would have still felt like, and hey, we still played a good season in a good league, and uh, it, the NCAA tournament probably should have taken more teams out of the Mountain West. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it gets kind of dicey right now. Uh, just, I mean, in this situation again, we're going to look at a, a you know a game today 
um, where it, it, if any if you have any sort of hope for at large berth, you've got to win tonight. Um, and even even with that, just to forget the at large berth, you still need to win tonight just to keep yourself into the Mountain West Conference regular season title conversation and the number one seed. Um, and so there's there's a lot to play for tonight. It's it's kind of nerve wracking, and the pressure's all on Utah State. Look, Boise did their job. Boise did exactly what they wanted to do. They got one win out of this series. If they split, they split, but they got the one that they needed. Um, and for Utah State, now the pressure's all on them tonight. Kind of interested to see how they handle it uh, from from here on out. Uh, a couple of texts came through. Eric nine three one five. When USU wins tonight, Audrey needs to sing the USU fight song on his way out of Extra Mile Arena. I, I'm pretty sure I'll sing and I'll dance if we win tonight. <laughs> uh, three, four, two, six. So why is it when Mitchell's gone for San Diego, we give them a pass, but when our guard Raleigh Wooster, uh, or Raleigh Wooster is gone, we don't get a pass in the media. And I love what Craig Smith said about the next man up. No excuses. You need that mantra. It always feels like Utah State is never given the benefit of the doubt, ever. Okay, there's a big yeah. difference between Raleigh Worcester, who was a true freshman, and Mitchell, Amen. who was a legit player of the year candidate. But Amen. I understand yes, it, when a starter is out, there should be some consideration, um, but, uh, but no, it's, not, it's, it's not the same. It's just it's not. Uh, maybe someday Raleigh will be on that level. And certainly how he's playing now as a true freshman, give him a few years in the system. And injury free, uh, he could be on that level, but it, it's it is different. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot there. I mean, we're talking about a guy who is potentially in the running for the Player of the Year, uh, and we're talking about a guy who's a like you said, a true freshman who's not even in that conversation. So, um, yeah, there's there's a big difference there. Is and, it a three man race? For the player of the year? You know, it's interesting. Uh, someone um, asked me about this yesterday. And they said, who would your who would uh, you be your player of the year? And I put it in this order for right now. This is just for right now. I said Derek Alston, Namiyash Keta, and then Matt Mitchell. And I think Matt Mitchell has actually slid down a little bit. I mean, there's still a wide gap between Mitchell and the rest of the group. But I think... Matt Mitchell slight slid down a little bit. Um, right now, Derek Olson's my uh, my player of the year. Um, I think Keta's right up there too, honestly. And and I uh, these next these final three games of the regular season probably will determine who wins that award. I, I'm actually with you that um, if if Keta and the Aggies win tonight and then they sweep Nevada, um, he he should still be. Absolutely, in in that consideration. If if Alston loses tonight, if he splits, uh, well, if if Alston wins tonight and he wins in uh, and his team wins in San Diego, he's a runaway favorite. But uh, depending on because you've got the the three best teams, kind of all playing some good competition over this next uh, little bit here, and uh, I agree, it's going to come down to how who plays the best and which teams stand on top after these. Uh, last three games get played. You know what's crazy is when I talked to the person, I told them that it would be Derek Olson. They said no way. It's Namiz Kedden. It's not even close. 
And this person is not an Aggie fan either. And I said, well, why do you think it's it's Namiish? And he said, look at the cast that Derek Alston has to work around him. And look at the cast that Namiish has. And and tell me um, and tell me that Namiish Keta isn't playing with a smaller cast, and when he says smaller, just less productive cast than what Derek Alston has. That's a fair Thoughts? point. Yeah, uh, the uh, Boise State Broncos are, B.J. Reigns talked about this the other day, they are tied uh, with somebody else. I can't remember who it was, but uh, having so many different players be the leading scorer on their team um, throughout the season. They've had like seven different guys be the leading scorer or something like that. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of different guys who can contribute and take over and have you know a really big night. Um, and uh, Alston certainly the best of that group, but when you look at Utah State and the impact that Nimi has on his team, and the impact he has on opponents as well, that's where I would actually put him ahead of Alston um, for the uh, for the voting. I think in the end, though, if it comes out that San Diego State's a team that that is the one on top, Mitchell will probably be uh, getting more nods just because they'll look at the overall record. But uh, it's it's a three-man race, Ajay, and I think it comes down to how things shake out over these uh, next week and a half. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, 3426 also texted in and says, I'm not saying they're the same player, but your starting guard is essential to a lot of the offense you run. It is worth at least nine points in the game, plus the making of good decisions. Fair point, but I'm, I, I think it's... Uh, I think just based on... like If Mitchell plays in that game two against Utah State, it, I, I'm not saying that San Diego State beats him, but it's a heck of a lot closer game. Like Mitchell changes everything. Um, with Raleigh out now, does Raleigh help us against Boise State? Yes. Do we beat Boise State with Raleigh? I don't think so. At least not in game one. Well, it, it does throw a lot of things off, right? Your your backup point guard becomes your starting point guard, and then your third string guy becomes your de facto backup. And is how much of an impact is he going to have and running things with the second unit? So it, it, it absolutely throws a lot of things off when your starting point guard is out. If you're in a system that relies heavily on a point guard initiating the offense and, and being the floor general, which you know the Utah State offense doesn't absolutely all run through uh, that point guard position, but it's very, very important with how Craig Smith runs things and, and uh, who initiates the offense. So it does make a big difference. How long will uh, Raleigh be out? We don't know. We don't know for sure. Craig Smith is has uh, not been very definitive on that. Um, I, I doubt we'll see him tonight. I don't know that we'll see him next week. Uh, but uh, hopefully by the conference tournament that we'll see him. But we don't know. He could be available next week. They've uh, not been very definitive on when, what his timeline for return is. Uh, I would imagine he doesn't play tonight. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what his status will be going into next week against Nevada. Well, and we don't um, know the status of that series, really, either. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true, because yeah, uh, Nevada, so Chris Murray actually just reported uh, that Nevada looks like they're good to go for next week, as of right now. Um, just put out something on that, uh, that, uh, let's see here, that they have completed 
two rounds of negative tests and is in good shape to finish the season. According to Chris Murray of Nevada Sportsnet. So they're supposed to play Colorado State tonight, but I guess that's not going to happen. Correct. Game two in that series is going to be Monday. Could they still play that game? Or they just decided that series just will not take place? No, I think they could still play. I, they need to play, by the way. Like, that, there's a lot riding on that series in regards of seeding and such. That series has to be played. Sorry, no I, way you can't. Uh, they, just a correction. They don't play tonight. They're supposed to play tomorrow. Colorado oh, State's supposed okay. to be at Nevada tomorrow. Okay. Um, so they play Saturday and Monday. But we don't play until Friday and Sunday, so at least get one of those games in. Yeah, it, otherwise Colorado State is uh, in a similar position as the Aggies were last mm-hmm. week. They last played a game on February 6th because they had their series last week postponed. They tried to get a makeup game with Northern Colorado. That had to get canceled. They've been waiting this week for Nevada. Looks like this that's in jeopardy. So Colorado State's currently in a similar bind as the Aggies were in uh, just last week and the week before. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Uh, and, and you and Colorado State needs to get those games in, and they want to play those games. By the way, Colorado State wants to get games in right now, especially conference games where, because of the way this Boise State Utah State series is going, and the way that San Diego State and Boise State play inside of Viejas Arena next week, uh, like Colorado State could come out of this as the one seed. Yeah, it's true. It's very, it's still so very possible. They need to play conference games so they can actually get those wins. Right. Uh, you look at the current standings, and uh, there are uh, uh, four teams, all with three losses. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'd but based you, on like, games played, Boise State is in in first position because they've actually played more conference games than anybody else. Then it's Colorado State and Utah State tied. And then San Diego State, uh, Utah State, Colorado State tied with one game back. And then San Diego State a game and a half back. So it's it's so close. It's bonkers. That's why this game is so important. Um, and, and Ajay, we've seen Coach Smith and his team play well in the conference tournament. So if they, if they lose tonight, Aggie fans shouldn't lose all hope. But... Man, if you want to make sure that you've got some confidence and some uh, a better mojo and opportunity for the NCAA tournament and that committee, uh, that selection committee's eyes, and you got to win tonight. Yeah, uh, it would help to win. I, look, I mean, uh, we're going to beat a dead horse with this, to be honest with you. We understand what's at stake. Uh, I think Coach Smith and his team understands what's at stake. They understand the need to win tonight. Uh they, they know what this game means in the standings and for their uh, hope to be uh, Mount West Conference regular season champions. So, uh, it, yeah, I mean, we could go over, over, and over, and over again. Uh, all, all of it's got to be done on the court, though, and it's got to be done through execution, playing good defense, scoring on offense, and making good shots. All right, we're going to do this. We're going to call a timeout here on the Full Court Press. We'd love to get your keys. For tonight, for the Utah State Aggies to uh, get a, a split of this series. Uh, and your score predictions, 435-339-0321. Or you can message us directly through the 106.9 The Fan mobile app. Uh, also coming up, we'll give you an update on the NBA All-Stars. The starters were announced. 
Uh, where do the Aggie player or Aggie? Where do the Jazz players? Uh, where do they end up in the final standings with the player vote, fan vote, and media vote? And does it give us any indication about who might get selected on Tuesday when the rest of the roster is announced? So all that's coming up on the Full Court Press. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Love to continue to get your score predictions, your keys for what might need to happen tonight in Boise for Utah State to get the split. 435-339-0321. Remember, AJ has talked about this series for a long time, saying it would, it would be a split. He can speak things into existence. We need that special magic. I hate you. I freaking hate you. Special superpower that you have. Give you a special superpower. <laughs> Nine three one five uh, says uh, USU seventy one Boise fifty nine. Yeah, it's not happening. Uh, mm, that's a, a little aggressive. Uh, but also says my keys to win tonight: the ringmaster yelling his heart out and locking. Yeah, I can't do that either. <laughs> yeah, I look. I'd love to. I'd love to be the guy cheering over there, but uh, that is uh, definitely not allowed. Um, on my end, so I'll uh, I'll quietly and reverently be excited for Utah State. <laughs> quietly and reverently, okay, that's that sounds nice. That sounds nice. <laughs> that sounds nice. <laughs> uh, hey, after the game Wednesday, Coach Smith kind of alluded to some things that he thinks need to be differences or, or keys for his team to do better against Boise State to be able to come out with a victory uh, tonight in Game 2. This is what he had to say after the game on uh, Wednesday night. You know, we had some guys in some different spots maybe than they normally would be with because of our, our situation. I just felt like, you know, we in that second half, before that steal, we had given up 14 points on 16 possessions. But after that steal, it just kind of, I don't know, for whatever reason, uh, I don't know if we ran out of gas, if we lost some discipline, whatever it might be, they scored 28 points on the 18 possessions. So, you know, we, I think we always pride ourselves on the defensive end, whether you have good offense or bad offense, certainly I think it is reality when your offense is struggling a little bit, although I wouldn't, I don't know that we struggled. Um, I know our print three point shooting wasn't exactly a thing of beauty going three for 16. Um, and you just got to be able to step up and knock those down. I thought we forced some of those. I thought some of them were really good, clean looks. We just missed them. And sometimes that goes. You make a few of those, and that's obviously a whole nother game. So um, Kata obviously really, really carried us on, on that end of the floor with 32 and 10. Um, certainly, we were trying to pound it inside a lot. We felt like that was a big advantage um, for us that way. But, you know, that's never been an excuse for us. Uh, we try to never make excuses. That's why you have a team. And we just got to be better. We got to be better. They're too good of a team and too talented of a team. Um, you know, when you make some mistakes, they make you pay. And that's what good teams do. So uh, some of the things that stand out there to me, Ajay, is just uh, better discipline on defense. Um, continuing to go to uh, Keta in the post and uh, hitting open looks. Like they had open looks against Boise. The shots just didn't fall. 
So uh, I think that there's been an emphasis as another part later on. He also talked about getting in the gym and putting up a lot of shots in their off day and be, being more comfortable in the gym and, and uh, getting the, that shot back. That was kind of a similar problem against UNLV. And then in game two, uh, that second half especially, the Aggies just really tore the Rebels apart and uh, had a lot of separation there. And I think they can still do that against Boise State. Yeah, I, I I think a lot of people forget that was their first game against Boise State in 21 days. I mean, they spent nearly three weeks not playing in a live basketball game, and that really absolutely affects you. Uh, well, to so, be fair, they had one game in 21 days, and that, that was okay. one game. But one game in 21 days, but that's one game in three weeks. That's I mean, that doesn't even, even come close to being the quality of shots and, and game time that you need. Um, so, uh, the good news is that now they got their feet back underneath them. They played some live action basketball again. Uh, I think they'll play better tonight. I think they'll shoot better tonight too. And, and as you mentioned, coach said, uh, that they'll, they'll get a lot of shots up and they need to, they absolutely need to, uh, nine, four, six, three text in. Uh, I mean, if they're only going to hit three, three pointers, I don't even know if we, if we can keep up unless Keta has 40, I, I think they'll hit more than three tonight. Um, and uh, I think they'll shoot a lot better tonight. And then 9463 again. Sure, hope Coach Smith has a better game plan than putting up more shots in practice because shots weren't falling and got to be better. Just doesn't give fans very much hope for tonight's matchup. Um, look, if they make shots, this game's a heck of a lot. I, I think this game turns out to be different. I mean, we had some good looks, like you said, Eric, from three. We had, uh, I mean, there's just. Uh, Keta had a layup that didn't go. He had a dunk that rimmed out. I mean, honestly, like I was right there. That dunk was in and out. It just—it was just—it happens. It's basketball. Um, and hopefully, uh, the basketball gods will be a little bit more kind to the Aggies. And three, four, two, six, Eric. The next four are must win now to get into the big dance. Keys to the game: dominate the paint, rebound, win the foul trouble battle. And he has his score prediction at 79-71. Aggies all the way. Yeah, look, the, the Utah State and Boise State, this is pretty crazy. Uh, in their game on Wednesday, they had the exact same number of shot attempts. They both had 63 field goal attempts. Utah State made 29, Boise State made 28. So virtually identical. The separation of the game was Utah State was 3 of 16 from 3. They were 8 of 23. And then the Aggies were 9 of 13 at the free throw line. They were 15 of 17. So the hmm. big separation was they hit more threes and they got to the free throw line more and, and they were better at, at their free throw shots. So uh, I think it's as much about Utah State putting up more shots and being more comfortable with their shots in that gym. But I think it also has to be trying to slow them down. You're not going to beat a lot of teams if, if they attempt the same number of attempts you do and you make about the same as they do. You have to have a stop. You have to be able to slow them down. Boise State, they are 15-0 and when they score 73 points or more this year. So the Aggies hmm. gave them 79. I mean, you have to slow the game. I think you have to slow the game down and make it a rock fight. Um, and uh, if you do that, I think the odds are in USU's favor because of their size and their their ability to, to play good defense and uh, work in a good shot. 
Yeah, working in a good shot's a really good way to put it. Uh, and the other thing is, Eric, um, you know, Alston's going to get his, right? I, I, I would imagine, and, and, and talking to uh, BJ Reigns last night, he thinks that uh, Boise State's not going to change anything on their defensive side of the ball. They're going to, I mean, they're going to give Keta his 32, 40 points or whatever he gets. And then they're going to dare everybody else to go make it. Because they feel like, he says they feel like Boise State is saying, if their outside shooters get going, that's when things get really scary for an opposing team. It's when the outside shooters, Brock Miller, uh, Ashworth, Fonzo, those guys start hitting shots. That's when things get scary. So they're actually not going to double up Keta tonight. They're going to leave it a one-on-one -on -one matchup, let Keta get his own. And then uh, and guard like crazy on the perimeter. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that was definitely the a pretty clear game plan of theirs in game one. Uh, they they're probably going into tonight feeling like, hey, that worked. That's not uh, no reason to, to change it. So uh, it's going to put some pressure on Brock Miller to find his shot, for Stephen Ashworth to find a shot. Uh, and if the three-point shot's not working, uh, find a way to manufacture points in other ways. Uh, in, in that game two victory over UNLV, um, no, Brock was three for five from beyond the arc. Uh, Marco Anthony made three three-pointers. Um, so they, they were able to get some offense going, and a lot of that really kind of broke loose there in the second half. But um, the they were able to start to get some offense going at 83 points uh, in that second game. And in the, the game previous, you know, the first game in the UNLV series, uh, they struggled. They only put up 56. So that's a big <laughs> swing. And in the first game, they were just really struggling to find their, their, their shooting touch. And, uh, and they totally turned it around in that second game with a lot more offense. Yeah, uh, offense is going to be key tonight. And, and the other thing I, I, I actually thought they did a good job of is transition defense on in game one for the Aggies. I'd like to see that continue for them tonight. For Utah State's transition D? Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I think that um, playing clean basketball makes a big difference in how you do that, too. Uh, costly turnovers turn into transition opportunities for your opponents. So uh, playing clean basketball, uh, not turning it over, not not gifting them opportunities. Um, now I agree, but you know what? I think Utah State. I know I said they need to try to slow it down, maybe, but actually they're better when they're in transition <laughs> and they're yep. they're going at a at a faster pace. But they have to try to slow Boise down and what they're trying to do. Make them feel like I they're agree. trudging through mud and cold molasses and just really slow. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um, all right, Ajay. Uh, let's, uh, got more predictions coming in and, and more keys, but uh, this one from 9315. If we have better defense, can Namiash help with the game if Boise keeps the same game plan? Oh, man. I feel like we played actually pretty good D. Well, for the most part, played pretty good D. And they still just... I mean, Eric, they hit so many tough shots. I mean, they hit a lot of shots with guys all over them. Uh, good defense at the rim. 
I know there's a couple guys who were caught flat-footed on a couple drives, uh, but for the most part, I, you know, I because I was pretty critical of our defense, especially from the perimeter. And then I went back and rewatched the game, and I was off. I was wrong. I thought our defense was. I mean, they did what they could, uh, and that's a tough group to handle. Shaver, Dennis, Alston on the perimeter is a monster, uh, and I feel like they did their very best. Well, the the likely have uh, oh I can't think of his name or pronounce it a guy who off their bench who was not available Wednesday because he had a like an emergency dental issue oh yeah so about him he is actually questionable tonight they thought he would be good but he hasn't gotten any better oh um so he is not a guaranteed go tonight like they thought he would be he's still in a little bit of pain um so they're they're he's a game time decision interesting all right. Um, for me, uh, uh, I guess a key for me coming into this matchup is uh, Brock Miller and Ashworth uh, having more of an offensive impact in the game. And with five points between the two of them, it, you need more offense from those two guys. They have the ability. They, they have the potential. They have the skill. They can. I think you need more offense from those two guys. Um, I, I think that um, Bearstow will need to play – comfortable and confident uh, with that second unit. And then I think defensively, slow them down. Uh, don't give them good looks. You have to chase them uh, and uh, take away any space. Um, I don't know that they have so many different weapons. I know that's going to be hard to do, but um, you got to make them work for anything that they're going to get. Um, I think those, for me, Aji, those are the biggest things for me when I look at this game compared to what happened last time. Give the Aggies a better shot at winning this uh, second ma- game in this matchup. Yeah, no, good good keys, Eric. Really, really good keys. It's almost like you've done some really good research there. Uh, I would, and I'm with you on that spot on. I would also go one more thing. Uh, in fact, I'm going to put it out there, Eric. If we make... Over five threes will win tonight. Interesting. It's almost as if you have uh, seen my pick si- one of my pick six lines. Well, Eric, I can see things into existence. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. Actually, I, I think that three pointers made has to be better. And if they if those open looks fall, it's a totally different story. Yeah. Yeah, if they can get those to fall, if they make five plus threes, they're going to win this game. All right, I'd love to continue to get your predictions, uh, your keys, your your score predictions for tonight, 435-339-0321, or message us directly through the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, 9315, text in, how many times in the game have you said what a crazy three from Ashworth? So we know he can do it. Yes, that's true. He can be a little off balance and in position his body kind of strangely, but uh, he can make those shots. Uh, we know that Brock Miller can make those shots. Uh, those guys are absolutely capable, uh, but uh, I think between the two of them, they've got to be better offensively, and they're going to need help off the bench with that second unit. That's why I think yeah, that uh, Barstow playing comfortable and confident will make a big difference in, in how Utah State gets a win or not tonight. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's a good point. It's a great point. Uh, Bearstow's going to have to be a lot better. I talked about it the other day, and I'll stick with that. Bearstow's going to have to be a lot better this up uh, tonight in tonight's game. All right, another time out here in the Full Court Press. Love to continue to get your thoughts. Coming up next hour, we'll get into our pick six, the six things we think might happen this weekend. We'll also, to preview Region 11. Uh, big showdowns uh, in the region tonight. Uh, region Championship on the line. Uh, region Championship was determined last night for girls basketball. Uh, we'll tell you uh, who won there, who ended up uh, on top. And uh, Utah Jazz on the road tonight against the L.A. Clippers. We'll preview that as well. That's coming up. But also just want to let you know the other thing that's coming up, the best of Northern Utah, presented by Thermo Fisher. It's almost here. Nominations will start next Tuesday. So uh, businesses must be nominated in order for you to vote on them by the community for the best of Northern Utah 2021. It's not just a few of us here at the Cash Valley Media Group uh, sitting around a table and deciding who we like the best. It's up to you to vote and decide. But before you can vote, you have to nominate. And that nomination period begins Tuesday, you can go to bestofnorthernutah.com to see the more details, to find out what it's uh, what's going on, what we're talking about. And it's certainly it, that site's going to change on Tuesday morning because we'll start to be able to take nominations in a lot of different categories. So go to bestofnorthernutah.com. Presented by Thermal Fisher, where they are hiring. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Hey, uh, Eric, you know what? Uh, Mitch Henline put out a great point today. I think it was Mitch who put it out. Do you want to know what he said? Did you Did you see it? Uh, I've seen a few things from Mitch, but uh, what, what stood out to you today? The former Full Court Press alum says Utah Jazz basketball games are nationally televised and Utah State basketball games that are nationally televised that are at the same time during the week, twice, should not be allowed. And I agree. That's, that's a great point. This is frustrating, man. Uh, I agree. That is, uh, that is frustrating. Oh, it puts, you uh, don't care. It puts Aggie fans in a difficult position. Aggie and Jazz fans, those who are fans of both, in a tough spot. You know, Wednesday night, flipping back and forth. Both of them were, were were tight games for a while there. Chose to watch more care. of the Aggies than the Jazz, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I just, man, this. I want to watch tonight's game. I want to see the Jazz game. Now I have to wait. Cal, that's just that's just bad decision making by all who's involved. <laughs> Uh, they should ask your opinion first. Yeah. What ask? I mean, not asking a whole lot. Uh, 9315 texts in with a good question. Can we nominate the full court press and the USU pregame show on KVNU, or is that not allowed? So here, actually, that's a great question, 9315. What they're doing, actually, is they're going to ask you who the best analyst is, and it will involve John Russell, Al Lewis, 
and RJ Salveson. <laughs> Only those three options. Huh? That th- those are the three. Well, there is a fourth option, um, but well, I didn't Jaylen feel like Moore. our pre- Are you snubbing Jalen no, Moore. No, no, I didn't Ball. feel like our pre- no our producer. I think our producer uh, uh, was in for the running as well. The only thing I think I've heard him analyze <laughs> is the 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 cookies. Uh, in a box <laughs> that he brought You're with so him for mean. his "quote unquote" dinner, You're or such a bully, or the spud, the box of spud nuts that were left out. I don't know why you hate him so bad? I do not hate him. I do not hate him. <laughs> uh, he is not our producer. To be clear, <laughs> I love you. Hey, I I also have another guy who uh, who thinks he should be in the running. Um, he's he's very well known around the valley. Very well known. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and? He uh, he's a he's a uh, <laughs> he's been on our show a couple of times. Uh, he's had lunch with the superintendent. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so maybe him. The short answer to this very long roundabout way of getting to this is. <laughs> Uh, those actually will not be part of the best of Northern Utah. Oh, boo! Questions. Sorry. Boo! Uh, three, four, two, six. Uh, stop giving them and ones as well as early shot clock bad shots when Ked is rolling. Yeah, yeah. The and ones could stop. I, I would agree. When that was a pain. Rolling, keep him rolling. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I still feel like the and ones just killed us, man. Just killed the momentum. Yeah, that. Well, they had the deep three, and then uh, it's kind of back to back and ones in the paint. Where if you're gonna, I agree with you. If you're gonna foul them down that low, don't let them get the ball in, in the hoop. Yeah. Play physical defense or or get out of the way. Yeah, I'm with you. Absolutely with you. Um, I I I'd, I'd like to see. Ken's gonna get fed, but I'd like to see that he can trust his, you know, his teammates who are on the perimeter to hit a jump shot too. I think that's worth. I mean, because look, we all love seeing Ken dominate the way he did. By the way, I rewatched that oop, like that alley oop from Bean to Ketta, uh, like when he had like three straight dunks. Um, that gets more impressive as I watch it. I just don't know how. Like the pass from Bean was like slither thin. Like the room he had to get that pass to Ketta. And then Keta to be able to adjust where he was, catch it and throw it down, was so impressive, Eric. <laughs> like that's gotta be that's gotta be a play um, for like one of the top plays of the year for Aggie men's basketball is is that dunk. It was that alley oop was incredible. All right, uh, I agree. It was that was impressive. But, but feed the beast and uh, hit your outside shots. Those are big differences for Utah State. Coming up next, we'll give our score predictions. And uh, we'll preview the next hour. Still a lot more to discuss. Love to continue to get the the feedback from you, our listeners, your scores, your predictions, your keys for this really important game tonight for the Utah State Aggies. It's coming up next here on The Fan. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. And before we kick it off over to the next hour, Ajay, I need your score prediction for tonight. We've been talking about our keys, things we think must happen for the Aggies to win. When it comes down to it, what's the score going to be tonight when it's all said and done? I think it's a defensive slugfest. I've got Boise State 81, Aggies 79. That's not a defensive slugfest. It, well, okay, I say defensive slugfest. There is going to be a loose tooth on the court tonight. All right, I'll put sorry. it that way. You lost me at slugfest, and I heard 80-something. And So who did you say? What was, <laughs> who was going to have what? <laughs> USU uh, I'm not, Okay, okay, you know what, fine, you're being a jerk. 71-69, Boise State. You think Boise State wins tonight? I do. All right, I am more optimistic. I've got USU 78, Boise State 72. We'll talk about it more next hour. Daggies, the jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. What's going on, everybody? Welcome on in. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson here on a Friday. A lot of different things still to get through here on the show. Uh, we talked a lot about the Aggies last hour. We can carry that over into this hour as well. We've got uh, Region 11 basketball on tap. Um, want to mention some big games that have happened already this week with uh, significant implications for what is to come. Uh, certainly want to make sure we include Preston and Westside as part of that discussion. Uh, we got Utah Jazz in action tonight, Utah State in action tonight. That's When's the last time in a sports update, in a one-minute sports update, that we heard both the preview of the Utah Jazz and the Utah State Aggies? <laughs> I think I can count on less than one hand how many times I've heard that in my lifetime. How cool is that? Very cool. How cool is that, man? Uh, it, and you know what it is? It's a big night uh, for Jazz and Aggie fans. We obviously understand the implications tonight for uh, for uh, the Aggie basketball game as they get ready to take on the Broncos. But Eric, this Jazz game, uh, I, let me ask you something. I know that we, we we would love to create some separation from the LA Clippers. So in saying that, Eric, would you rather play the Clippers without Kawhi and PG, or would you rather have PG and Kawhi in this game healthy? Uh, I would always prefer to have the players there uh, because then then you can really know it, how good is your team, how good is the other team. And if you beat them, then you you can't say that there's an asterisk or a yeah, well, but that might follow anybody that tries to talk about how good the Utah Jazz are. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're getting that. Well, yeah, the Jazz beat the 76ers. Yeah, well, but. They did that without Joel Embiid. The Jazz beat the Clippers in L.A. Yeah, well, but they didn't have Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. The Jazz beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, well, but they didn't have Drew Holiday. And and so it's an ongoing thing that we're going to run into all year long. Uh, If you can beat a team at full strength and you can play them at full strength, that's, in my mind, always the ideal. Yeah, sure, it's great if you can get some separation and continue to, to pad your standings, but uh, you know, in the NBA, it doesn't matter with uh, uh, style points or a, a committee voting to determine who gets in and who doesn't. It's all about what happens uh, on the court. But uh, in the end, I'd still want to be able to say, yeah, the Jazz beat those guys with their best players 
that proves that they are the number one team in the NBA, without a doubt. Okay, really well said. I like that. <clears throat> but uh, it looks like um, Kawhi Leonard, uh, I, I was trying to find an updated injury report on him, and I haven't seen anything. Uh, but I think he's he's questionable. Uh, those look like Mike Connolly is likely to be out. Um, but Kawhi Leonard may not be able to play. Uh, Kennard is out. Um, uh, Paul George is out. Nicholas Batum is out. So there are a lot of um, uh, Clippers players that will not be involved tonight. So, so Paul George is not playing tonight? Is that what you said? Correct. Gosh dang it. Yeah, that's, that's too bad. Hmm. All right. Deal with it. Uh, I, I think you look at the the other side of it. Look, you got to play who you got to play, right? Like, th- whoever they put on the court is not in Quinn Snyder's control. He doesn't control that at all. What he's got to worry about is putting his best team out there and executing and winning a basketball game. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, this this Jazz team has been on a tear, beating teams by double digits. Um, and uh, it, incredible run. Uh, can they sustain it? Will it eventually slow down? I don't know, but... Um, if uh, it, if there aren't that many guys available for the Clippers, it'll be hard for them to slow down the Utah Jazz. They, they were able to slow them down for uh, about three quarters, but the Utah Jazz still just had too much firepower. They just kept coming in waves and eventually um, overpowered uh, Los Angeles. And uh, I, I wouldn't suspect it would be much different tonight. Yeah, I, I don't think it is. I just think this Jazz team is just smoking right now. I just don't see there's any way that this Clippers team, even with Kawhi, gets a job done. I, I still like the Jazz uh, um, comfortably in this game. And, and with a lot of momentum, I think they beat Charlotte. And then you got that big matchup with the Lakers next week. Yeah, and, and uh, with the Lakers, it looks like... Um Anthony Davis will be out for an extended period of time. The Lakers are trying to be cautious uh, with that um, with that injury, uh, being conservative with his uh, with his return. Um, so, doesn't look like he will be uh, making the trip to Utah, or if he does, he will not be in a uniform at least. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, by the way, what when is that Lakers matchup with the Jazz? Uh, that is. Uh, gosh, is it next Wednesday or Thursday? You had to ask that when I wasn't ready for it. Wait, if it's Thursday and we've got high school basketball, oh, man. Uh, Jazz hmm. played the Lakers on Wednesday, February 24th. Oh, okay, we're good then. We're good. So, dude, imagine this, Eric. High school state tournament basketball on Tuesday. Uh... Jazz basketball Wednesday night on national television and on our station versus the Lakers on Wednesday. Thursday, you've got high school basketball. Friday, you've got high school basketball and you've got Aggie basketball. Saturday, you've got high school basketball and then Sunday, you've got Aggie basketball. I mean, that is awesome. That is a great, great thing to have. Uh, yeah, the well, 
let's see here. We we won't have uh, high school basketball on Saturday. On Tuesday, it's the uh, the first round for the high school basketball tournament, and uh, those will be held held at home sites. If you're in the top ten, you avoid you get the first round by. You don't play that day, so it's unlikely uh, Skyview will have a game on Tuesday night. Uh, and then the the second round will also be at home sites. Uh, that'll be on Thursday, as you mentioned. And then things pick up again the following week, and that'll be Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the Salt Lake Community College, March 4th, 5th, and 6th for the uh, 4A State Tournament. Hey, are we allowed to talk about the email that you and I got today, or no? Um, <laughs> you have to you haven't checked your email, have you? Are you serious? Shame on you, E. What? Gosh dang it. Are you serious? Oh, man. We got some seriously great news. Uh, uh, I just didn't know if we were allowed to talk about it yet or if oh, we have to from wait. from our program director? Yes. Sorry, Ajay. I literally get like 100 emails a day. Um, I can't to, imagine. That's you why you ignore my text me messages. A little bit more. Uh, <laughs> yes, but there is news that, uh, that we have been able to secure the rights for the NCAA tournament which is coming up <laughs> next so month. Cool. And that means on the fan, we're going to have, like, what do you say, four games a day? It'll be, yeah, yeah. The first two rounds will be four games a day. That's going to be so much fun. Actually, uh, first two weeks, excuse me. The first two, yeah, so the first two rounds are four games a day. Yes, sorry. And and what they do, Eric, um, is it, it's pretty cool, actually. Uh, for our listeners, you're, you're going to love this. Uh, what you'll do is you're going to be at work or you're going to be, um, you know, walking around, going to exercise. You can stream on 106.9 The Fan mobile app, I believe, uh, and it will have, and you'll be able to listen to four straight games of basketball. Uh, and, and by the way, what they do is they, is uh, Jason Horowitz is the in-studio voice. And so he'll bounce, like they'll have what they call the main game for the morning session, afternoon session, evening session uh, for those first two rounds. And you'll be able to hear all the games and hear all the different calls without even touching a button on this very station. It is awesome. It is a really, really cool thing. Uh, Eric, I think you and I, I mean, we won't have a show during that time. So we'll be actually, Eric and I will be, Every now and then, kind of popping in the studio and giving a quick analysis, checking brackets, uh, upsets, talking stuff like that, and we'll turn it right back over to NCAA tournament action. It, it's going to be a really, really cool thing that we got coming, and I'm super excited to have the NCAA tournament here on 106 and the fan. Yeah, we've been carrying these Westwood One college basketball games. That's what cut into our program yesterday, um, but it's it's a uh, fun to to be able to get an idea of some of these other games that are going on around the country, and to also put us in the driver's position to be able to take those games in the NCAA tournament. And the NCAA today making news about the tournament that they will allow about a 25% capacity to the different venues hosting games. And that's exciting, Ajay. That makes a big difference. Uh, These are tournament games. They're exciting. They're dramatic finishes. It's win or go home. Uh, it just makes sense that you have some fans there, and I'm excited that they're able to do that, uh, which I don't understand why. There's already people wringing their hands and pulling their hair out saying, why are you allowing this? And my question is, why aren't you allowing this? 
Uh, yep, it's, exactly. it's great to see this start to happen. I'm happy that Boise State found a way to get fans in their arena, even if their fan general fan base still doesn't care because they still don't show up when they have the opportunity <laughs> to. I still think it's great that they do. and They've made this opportunity available. It, it makes a difference having people there. And there's a way to do it safely, to do it right, and that people can mask up, clean your hands, fill out a questionnaire, whatever you have to do, and do a temperature check, be safe. Um, but there's a way to be there in person and watch a game without having to harm and affect the players. Uh, they have different protocols that they have to follow, but it you can spread out and enjoy a game. It is possible. We're to a point where we can start doing this. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I'm absolutely excited about it. Uh, looking forward to the opportunity to be able to uh, <laughs> just I, I, the, having the fans there is great. In fact, I was watching, I was rewatching the Jazz Thunder series game four today uh, on uh, on YouTube, and just listening to fans was so great. And at the NCAA tournament, you really want those fans there. You want them to be able to be a part of the experience, um, to to witness their team in action in the NCAA tournament in March Madness, and uh, it's cool. And again, like I said, it's gonna be great. Here on 106 on the fan to be able to have those NCAA tournament games. Westwood One picks the very best to call those games. I mean, the very best to call those games. And I, I am elated to hear their voices uh, on our show and or on our station. And uh, Eric, you and I will get, like I said, it'll be fun for us. We get to p- poke into the studio every now and then and, and, and give our quick analysis of, uh, of what we've seen so far and then turn it right back over to those guys. Uh, March couldn't come soon enough. Absolutely. So as you're out and about, if you're not able to be in front of a television to watch these games, make sure you have the fan uh, mobile app handy or pull up on the audio stream or uh, (laughs) in your car, either on 1390 AM or 106.9 FM to uh, follow these games. Really exciting news. Uh, And that's coming up uh, in, gosh, about a month. And you're right, it will cut into our show, likely. Uh, but we'll be able to, to chime in here and there and, and provide updates because, uh, Ajay, there's still a possibility that four Mountain West Conference teams could be involved in this. Um, it's kind of depends on what happens over the next week, week and a half. And for Utah uh, State uh, and for the rest of the Mountain West, the Aggies need to win tonight. For t- yes. For pos- to keep the possibility of four teams in the tournament alive, Utah State needs to win. So, Boise, for the for the good of the Mountain West. <laughs> For the good of the Mountain West. For the good of the Mountain West, we need to lose tonight. <laughs> now, Ajay, you have some of our uh, listeners confused. Okay. Because you've been talking about a split for a long time. Yeah. And yep. in your score prediction, you predicted Boise State to win. Mm-hmm. So our, we've had some texts coming in saying there's, they're very confused. 9315. I heard AJ say that USU would win early in the show with a split. Can you make up your mind? <laughs> okay. Actually, you know, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Eric, you need to explain yourself because you said if Utah State won game one, that for the better of the conference, we need to split. And then all of a sudden, you're like, no, Utah State, we want Utah State to win. How about you make up your mind? Huh? Well, they didn't. It didn't work in game one, so it has to work in game two. <laughs> Great! So you spoke it into existence. Good for you, Eric. Uh, only you have that magic power. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes, I, I understand. I said split. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying. Okay. I have this ability. Speaking of magic powers, 
to jinx teams out of winning a game. We have to go back to my beloved Braves. So three games to one versus the Dodgers. And Eric forced me to guarantee. He said before the segment, Ajay, I want you to guarantee that the Braves will win the world or win the NLCS when we were up three to one. I said, Eric, I can't do that. And Eric said, No, Ajay, you have to. For the good of the show. For the good of the ratings. So he forced <laughs> me to guarantee it. And guess what I did and we lost. And then when the Jazz were up three games to one, he forced me to guarantee it. For the good of the ratings and the good of the show. So I did. I did. And now to jinx the ja- or jinx the Aggies, I'm picking the Broncos. Forgot about that thing. There it is. It's the Andre Salveson guarantee. I love the alarm, man. Who who brought that thing to our attention? I think it was two four one seven who actually suggested that. Oh, God bless them. Oh, oh man, that uh, is so good. also says next. I would not be surprised that we will hear Aj say "Go Broncos." Okay, no, that's not happening. Calm down. That's not happening. Uh, also, it's almost like the Bucks bandwagon has worked its way to the Boise USU game. <laughs> hey, speaking of Bucks and Aggies, Sam Merrill getting the call back up to Milwaukee. Yes, uh, news today from Milwaukee Bucks that uh, he has been called up, and uh, he was playing well. He was doing the uh, gosh, he was only there for a week. If even yeah. that. Uh, and uh, playing it at their G League affiliate in Memphis. Um, but uh, they did announce earlier that uh, this is from their social media account about two hours ago. The Bucks have recalled Sam Merrill for the Memphis hustle of the NBA G League. Merrill appeared in five games, all starts, averaged 11.2 points, 4.4 rebounds, 3.4 assists, 1.8 steals, in about 29 minutes a game. so That's awesome. Sam Merrill went down, got some playing time, uh, continued to uh, to show out, and now he's on his way back up to the big leagues. That's that's pretty cool. Good, yeah, good for Sam. Excited for him. I think he's going to be great. Uh, 3426, by the way, I texted in. Have you heard anything about availability for tickets for the NCAA tournament? I haven't seen anything yet, no. Yeah, what that 25% per venue looks like and how that gets allotted, I don't know. If it just goes to the pep band and the cheer squad and a few boosters, uh, family members of players, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't really seen what that, uh, what that's going to look like. Yeah, none of us know yet. We'll probably find out as we get closer to it what what it's what it's going to look like. Um, let's see, from the uh, the story earlier today, uh, up to 25% capacity with physical distancing will be permitted at all rounds, including the Final Four. Um, it was made in conjunction with state and local health authorities. Uh, it will include all participants, staff, and family members, as well as fans. So it looks like there will be some availability for fans, but how that gets decided, who gets those tickets... Uh, I don't. It doesn't really go into that much detail. 
Um, there will be a, a lot of different venues in and around Indianapolis. Um, so uh, there's uh, going to be a lot of uh, fans from all over the country there and uh, trying to do it best to keep people safe and allow the games to, to, to still happen, but in front of fans. Now, for some teams, this will be their first opportunity to play in front of fans. For mm-hmm. a, a lot of a lot of places around the country, they have not had fans at wherever they've been, either at home or on the road. So this will be exciting for a lot of teams around the country to be able to have fans there, and for a lot of family members to see their, you know, their their people involved in in real time with their own eyes right on this on the court. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it is exciting, and it'll be the most important time during the NCAA tournament uh, in March Madness, which will be awesome. Three four two six also texted in. Salveson, get your Boise State gear off. Wash your Aggie shirt from your spraying Chipotle so we can win. I like it. I am ready. I've got my uniform on, and I am ready to go. I am flipping ready. All right, before we shift into the NBA discussion uh, about the All-Star Week and uh, the the news today there uh, and that we got last night as well about starters, Ajay, your score prediction for tonight, Utah State, Boise State, uh, as we mentioned earlier, the game is at uh, 8 o'clock on FS1, nationally televised. Uh, Al Lewis and Jalen Moore will have their pregame coverage starting at 7 on our sister station, KVNU. A full one hour and uh, great analysis and great uh, job that they always do. But your score prediction for tonight, how does it all end up? What's the final score when it's all said and done? 71-69, Boise State. Oh, hater. No, Eric, we just talked about this. You want a Boise State sweep. No, we just, you don't. Eric, we just talked about this. Stop it. Oh, is it because of this? (laughs) That will never get old. I can't remember what number texted us in, but I was like... We got it. We got it. Hit my freaking music. That's what it is right there. There we go. All right, my I don't have that special ability like Ajay has to jinx teams or or speak things into existence. So all I can do is give you my best guess. And uh, I think that Utah State wins this one. I think they even the series uh, 78 to 72. They hold Boise State below their magic number. Uh, that magic number is 73. Uh, Boise is... 15 and 0 when they score 73 points or more, only 2 and 4 when they are held below that mark. So I think Utah State does a better job offensively. I think Brock Miller, Stephen Ashworth get going more. And uh, Keta, I think they continue to feed the beast. I think Keta's going to have another big night, but I think he gets a little bit more help from his teammates. Homer. <laughs> All I can do is give you my best guess of what things might happen. I don't have that special magic that you have. Uh, all right, coming up next here in the Full Court Press, uh, the All-Star starters have been announced. The uh, NBA made it official with some uh, All-Star news this past, uh, well, last night, really, is when it really became official. Uh, but how did the other Jazz players, uh, how did they come out in the fan voting? Because there's three different categories. There's the fan vote, a media vote, and player vote. So what are those three different categories? How do they think about the Utah, Utah Jazz players uh, and as potential all-stars. We'll debate that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. 
Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fan. If you heard our score predictions, we'd love to hear yours as well. 435-339-0321. Or message us directly through the 106.9 The Fan mobile app. Utah State Aggies on the road tonight against Boise State. Uh, you hate to say this is a must win at all costs. There's no going back. Because you still have the option of the, of the conference tournament. But if you want to really, really improve your chances in the committee's eyes. You have to win tonight for Utah State. Uh, pre-game coverage on KVNU starts at 7 o'clock. Tip-off will be at 8 on FS1 as soon as the game is all said and done. Al Lewis, Jalen Moore, John Russell, they'll be back on the air uh, breaking it down. And what's next for Utah State? Uh, the NBA last night announced who got the most votes, who the starters will be. For the NBA All-Star Game, Adam Silver said having an All-Star Game is the right thing to do. Uh, officially announced the the plans on how it's all going to happen. Um, and uh, there's going to be uh, opportunities to, to give back to different community uh, awareness things, which is good. Um, and that's, uh, that's important. There will no be fans in attendance. There won't be very many festivities going on. Um, but uh, the, the skills challenge and the three-point contest will take place before the game, part of the lead-up. The game will start at 8 p.m. Eastern, and then the slam dunk competition will happen at halftime. Uh, so now that it's it's officially announced, Ajay, do you like the format? Should they have just gone with the game, or should they not even had any of the festivities whatsoever? Yeah, uh, I think he skipped the festivities. Uh, especially for you to do, I mean, to do it all in one night, it's just too much. It's too overwhelming. I don't think it's necessary. Um, I think at this point, you just do the game. You can do the rookie softboard game if you want, but maybe do that before the all-star game. But I just, yeah, I think this is way too much. Putting up way, yeah. There will not be this a celebrity game. And Thank there goodness. Will, there will not be the rookie sophomore challenge, or the America versus the World, or whatever they call it now. Um, yeah. So those are eliminated. But there will be the skills challenge and the three point shootout before the the game. Which are there going to be some people that uh, are going to be into the All Star game that also participate in those? Or does it open up the field to other other people to participate and be uh, part of it? I don't know. Uh, but there will be an NBA, excuse me, a, a, a slam dunk competition at halftime, which I think that's exciting. Personally, I think that's better than throwing somebody out there at midcourt playing songs that I don't recognize. That people <laughs> will forget and use that time to go to the bathroom and uh, update your snacks. Um, so I actually think it's kind of exciting. And then the NBA will continue to do what they did a year ago with that Elam ending, which is uh, they debuted it last year. Um, each quarter will start at 0-0, um, essentially. Uh, both teams competing to win each for a designated charity. And the fourth quarter will then be played until either team reaches the point total of the leading team after three quarters plus 24 points in honor of the late Kobe Bryant. 
So hey, Eric, are they are they doing a thing where you uh, the winner gets to donate a, a money to a charity of their choice again? Yes. So the uh, the winner of each quarter gets to um, uh, they get to uh, give something to a, a their a designated charity. Good. Good. I'm glad they're doing that again. I thought that was awesome. Uh, the NBA, along with the National Basketball Players Associate Basketball Players Association, I should say, uh, they'll give more than two and a half million dollars to historically uh, black colleges and universities as part of the event festivities for the weekend. Uh, they'll also donate money to support awareness around uh, equity and access to COVID nineteen care and vaccinations. So uh, a lot of really important things surrounding the All-Star Weekend, which I'm glad they're able to pull it off. I'm glad they're able to do this. Uh, it means it means a lot for, for certain players to be involved in this and to be forever known as an All-Star. It, it means a lot for potential bonuses and uh, uh, future contracts. Uh, so I, I think it means a lot to have this All-Star Weekend, and it's an exhibition for the fans anyway. The fans are excited. They want to see the best players all together on the court at one time. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, I I still don't think it's a great idea to do the game this year. I think give those players off the players time off and the rest that they need. Um, but we're, we're here. We're doing it. So uh, suck it up and show up, I guess. I, I'm excited to see Quinn Snyder coach. That's the only thing I'm excited to see. That's the only thing I care about is Quinn Snyder being there. Yeah, a really great honor for him. Uh, <coughs> recognized and it will be designated as the Western Conference coach. Uh, Doc Rivers will be the Eastern Conference coach. Uh, he, the, the uh, Sixers have the best record in the East. Um, so that's exciting to see uh, that recognition for Quinn Snyder. Now, as far as who else from the Utah Jazz will be there is still up uh, to be determined. Uh, Donovan Mitchell did not get named as a starter. Neither did Rudy Gobert. Uh, Donovan Mitchell uh, came in fourth in the voting. So as we said, there's a player vote, a fan vote, and a media vote. So interestingly enough, Donovan Mitchell was fifth in the player vote. He was fourth in the fan vote, and he was fourth in the media vote. And Ajay, since the announcement last night, Huge controversy over whether or not Luka Doncic should be in there or Damian Lillard. Lillard was left out. Doncic is in. And uh, really, because the fans got 50% of the vote, that's why uh, Luka Doncic is in there and uh, Damian Lillard is not. Yeah, I think Damian should be in over Luka. And I don't think it should be, I don't think it should be that close, Eric. I think, I think Damien's been so much better this year. And, and, and by the way, it's a good thing uh, for the Blazers that Damien's not in because you know what he's going to do for the second half of the season? He's just <laughs> towards people. Right. He's just going to torch people with it. Right. Look, I think that when we talk about these debates about who's a better player, this guy or that guy, I think fans will look will, – uh, and the casual fans will look to see who gets highlights on SportsCenter. But they don't look at – does the team win? Like, who's winning? Winning should matter. And also, who's doing it without a lot of help? Two of the, uh, two of, uh, the, the top three players for uh, the Portland Trailblazers are out with injury. So Damian Lillard is doing it mostly by himself. 
they've got a much better record than the Dallas Mavericks. But Luka Doncic makes fancy plays that get uh, replayed and go viral, and people think, oh, he's the better player. Let's reward him. Um, Donovan Mitchell, as I mentioned, uh, where he landed in the votes. Um, Mike Connolly, he was a little bit further down on the list. Uh, he was 12th in the in the player votes. Um, he was 17th uh, from the fans, and um, uh, the he didn't get a lot of, of recognition from the media uh, either. Um, but he was uh, just barely ahead of Jordan Clarkson, who was uh, also uh, right neck and neck there with Mike Connolly with the type of impact that he has had um, uh, with the, the season so far. And then when you look at the uh, the, the the bigs, uh, Rudy Gobert, he was seventh from the player vote. He was twelfth in the fan vote, and he was fifth. Um, excuse me, fourth in the media. So int- very interesting disparity there between media players and fans um, for uh, Rudy Gobert. Um, is it? Do you think there's a real ch- chance that? three jazz players make it or because of Mike Connolly has missed so much time that he misses out. Yeah. Mike Connolly's not going to make it. Jordan Clarkson's one that I could see actually being a reserve. I, I really could. Uh, he's your, uh, front runner and not even close. He's your sixth man of the year right now. Uh, Donovan Rudy. I think those are the three that you can maybe see, but I would probably say it's going to be Donovan Rudy. And then I don't think, uh, Jordan Clarkson will be in there though. He should be. Uh, what I was mentioning to you off the air, you can see the uh, the full voting list, the full uh, ballot, everybody who ever got a vote. And you know, some of these are, you would suspect, you know, fans that are uh, voting for every player they can for their teams. But uh, what is interesting is to see the player vote, like uh, from some guys that are really obscure that nobody knows. Like, how did that guy get an all-star vote? It should be noted that players can vote for themselves. They do have that possibility. Like one person voted for Juwan Morgan from the Utah Jazz, that Juwan Morgan is an all-star. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? Tony Bradley is an all-star. You know what? Royce O'Neal is your, uh, should be in the MVP running. Gerald, Gerald Brantley also got a vote. By the way, okay. Now that's getting a little outrageous. <laughs> uh, George Niang, he got three votes, three player votes for George Niang. And you know who those players were? They were George Niang, Royce O'Neal, and Juan Morgan. Because <laughs> no one else on that team is dumb enough to vote for that guy to be in an All Star game. Udoka Azubuke got two player votes. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, actually got man. more fan votes than George Nang did. He got as, as 1,735. He George Nang got 1,484. He, he doesn't have any. He doesn't have any fans. George Nang. So he probably asked all his family members, uh, cousins, uncles, aunts, nephews. Hey, I'll pay. I'll pay you each a grand if you guys will vote for me as a fan. Because George Nang, and he probably actually asked you too, and you probably kept. Freaking clicking on it and pushing vote for George Yang because he doesn't have any fans because he sucks so bad. Oh, come on now. Where's the no, respect I'm for not, George? I'm not doing I'm no, Eric. No, we've had this discussion. We love no. George. 
No. You no. love George. <laughs> Who's we? Shut up. Stop it. Who's we? Oh, uh, <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh, the As far as the second season, the second half of the season for the NBA, that should probably be announced as early as next week. Uh, there may be a chance that we learn more of that second half of the season by this weekend. Uh, the NBA is working on it. There are a lot of games they need to make up, uh, more games being postponed uh, today, some because of the weather situation going on in Texas. Uh, but the NBA does have to find a way to make up games. Um, but uh, then they have to s- still release the second half of the of the schedule, which they haven't done yet. But we do expect to get that uh, sometime within the next seven days. That seems to be the indication from the NBA. Uh, who the reserves are for the All-Star weekend, that will be announced on Tuesday. If it's two Jazz players, maybe three, we'll find out. Uh, Got to call another time out here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, uh, we'll update you what's going on in Region 11 basketball, both for the boys and the girls, and uh, what's on the line tonight. And then our pick six, the six things we think might happen this weekend. We didn't get a chance to do it yesterday, so we've pushed it over to today to give Ajay a little bit more time to heal from his fall. Want to make sure his head was clear. Oh, man. Given proper Dude, time. I still good. can't believe. I, st- I, I don't know what's more embarrassing, Eric. The fact that I ran into a light pole, spilled the drink on me, was that? Or that I just like wiped out right in the middle of the road, and no one asked if I was okay. No one came and helped me up. I'm pretty sure if a car would have been driving by, they just would have ran me over. Or splashed some cold snow onto you. No, they would have ran me over. You would have thrown a <laughs> snowball at my face. These cars in Boise with the Aggie gear on would have ran me over. Okay. All right, more ahead coming up right here on the Full Court Press. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric France and Ajay Salveson with you here. Big night in high school basketball. Uh, before we get into what's going on tonight, need to give a shout-out to the Logan High uh, girls basketball team. Beating Ridgeline 59-44. to uh, A very tight race in girls basketball coming into this week. And uh, Logan able to take care of business and get some separation, and they've got the hardware. And uh, now they, uh, they've they won uh, Region 11. We don't know what it means for RPI just yet because, as we've said, it can be kind of tricky. Uh, Ridgeline was the number three team, and Ro- Logan was number six, but both of them were six and two uh, earlier in this week. Um, at, uh, but Logan has now won the tiebreaker. And uh, they uh, they stand on top. What that means for the standings, though, we still don't know. We won't know that until tomorrow morning. Uh, I know there's been some people, Ajay, we've debated this on this program as well, saying how can a team uh, beat their opponents twice, uh, have the better region record, but be ranked lower than another team in the same region? And you have to remember it it encompasses the entire season. It takes that a whole season, the whole body of work into account. It's not just what happened in region play. But Yeah, no uh, doubt. It's 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 all about your resume, your strength of schedule, and so on and so forth, and everybody knew that coming into it. So it should make sense to everybody. So tonight for the boys, um, it was uh, Green Canyon with a big upset earlier in the week. 
creating some uh, uh, opportunity for Ridgeline to to steal the uh, the, the Region 11 championship. As Skyview has uh, has fallen behind, and for Skyview, they have to hope that they can take care of business um, at uh, on the road at Mountain Crest, while also hoping that Logan can play the spoiler uh, for the boys like the girls did, uh, as they uh, they host Ridgeline tonight. Oh, it's it's always fun playing the spoiler rule because you're the underdog. You have nothing to lose. You go in there and wreck somebody's homecoming party. That's that's always a fun rule to play. I I've done that. Well, I've had that rule several times. Can't say I was I was successful at it. So here's what's going on. How you can follow along. So the Logan Ridgeline game will be exclusively on 104.5 The Ranch because uh, we've got Aggie stuff going on on KVNU. So if you want to tune into the Logan and Ridgeline game, it'll be on 104.5 The Ranch. Dave Simmons will be on the call. Uh, I think uh, Terrell Baldwin will be on with him. Uh, for Mountain Crest and Skyview, that'll be here on the fan. Uh, and uh, uh, it'll be also on 107.7. A.J. Knight will be on the call for that game. Green Canyon will be hosting Bear River. So you can hear that on 100.9 FM for Craig Hislop and the uh, Green Canyon call. Or if you're a Bear River fan, you can listen in on 104.9 The Ranch in Box Shelter County. Um, also, uh, should be noted, uh, Preston and uh, Westside Boys did well in their district tournaments, and they've both qualified for their uh, state tournament. So congratulations and best of luck to them as, uh, as they move on and get a chance to continue. So just a last plug here tomorrow. Make sure you, you go back to CashValleyDaily.com tomorrow morning. We'll have the photo galleries, the score uh, results. And then at 9 a.m., UHSAA reveals the, the most recent and the final RPI rankings, which also determine the playoff pairings. Those that are in the top 10 get that first round bye. Uh, so we'll find out who's on the road, who's at home, and who gets an extra or couple of days of prep because the first round is coming up on Tuesday for the boys. So we'll update you on all of that tomorrow on CashValleyDaily.com. I'll take another step aside here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, or pick six, the six things we think might happen this weekend here in the Full Court Press. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. I'm so ready for a weekend. I uh, left AJ's mic on. That was fun. It's always fun to have a hot mic hey, when you're you, not supposed to. You know what's great is that I is usually I'm a cussing and swearing usually, and and this one I was actually pretty good. I didn't do any swearing or cussing <laughs> or anything like that. I'm kind of proud of myself now. Oh boy! All right, uh, we we are short on time, so let's get quickly through our pick six, AJ. I'll let you go first. The six things we think might happen this weekend. Your three lines for this weekend. Official attendance tonight for the Boise State Utah State game. I'm gonna. Ooh, uh, you're breaking up on me. Uh, Jay, we may have lost you there. We may have to defer our pick six to another time. Yeah, I think we've uh, in in transition where he's going from one venue to another. We may have just lost uh, his contact. Um, that'll happen if you're going on a device that's uh, connected to one Wi-Fi and you have to switch off of that and go to a phone network or another Wi-Fi, you can drop out. So looks like we have lost Ajay in our transition. So 
He needed to go anyway. So we'll have to defer. We'll have to do our pick six another time. That's my bad. We lost track of time there. Should have done that before the uh, high school basketball talk. Uh, so things we think might happen. His was about attendance. One of mine was going to be about three-point shooting. Um, AJ, uh, maybe we've got you back. We lost you just as you started to get into your attendance for the pick six. Can you hear hey, us, AJ? Uh, Eric, I, I set the line at seven eighteen and a half. Did you get that one? Seven hundred and eighteen yep, fans. I hear you. You got me. Seven hundred and eighteen fans. You said. Yeah, seven eighteen and a half is what I got. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, seven eighteen and a half. And what do you take? I'm going to take the over. I'm taking the uh, over. I think I think people will show up tonight. All right. Yeah, what's I'm your next the line? over as well? Okay, and then your next Rock line. Miller. <laughs> this is this is lovely radio. I know. Um. <laughs> With only a few moments left, maybe we just uh, – uh, we'll still try to hang on here and try to do this. Um, one line out of six, we might not be able to make it all the way through before the end of the show. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll try this maybe in a slightly different way with uh, taking it in a different form. Uh, Ajay, are you – we're trying it in a different way. Can you hear us okay? Uh, yep, I got you now. <laughs> okay, uh, Brock Miller. That's all I heard. Set up. Uh, my line for uh, Brock Miller: two and a half made threes over under. Uh, I'm going to take the over on that. Okay, and then Stephen Ash. Well, what about you? Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, what am I? What about me? Uh, I'm going to take the uh, over. Okay. And then Derek Alston: twenty six and a half points over under. Twenty six and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under as well. All right. Here are my three. USU as a team made threes. Uh, five and a half. Uh, da, 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 over. Gosh, I'm taking the over as well. Uh, Utah Jazz blocks tonight against the Clippers at four and a half. Under. I'm going to take the over on that one. And then the last one, George Niang made three-pointers tonight at two and a half. Oh, geez. I'm going to say over, but... I hate you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the under on that one. Fair enough. All right. Thanks, Ajay. Good luck hey, tonight thanks. and on Monday. Safe, well, safe travels on your way back. And on Monday, we'll break it all down what happened in Boise. Talk to you then, Eric. Thanks for your time. All right. That's Ajay Salveson. We found a way to still get our pick six in. Uh, we'll see what happens on Monday. Hoping for an Aggie victory. You can hear the pregame coverage with Al Lewis, Jalen Moore, starting at 7 on KVNU, and then when it's all said and done, after the game's on FS1, they'll break it down again. Have a great night, everybody.